You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011. hey this is carlos alizraki at stanley comic-con 2017. you're listening to nowhere california or nowhere california and i'm the voice of rocco mr crocker look forward to seeing you guys soon and hearing us on here on nowhere california bye this is josh this is nick and welcome to nowhere california you have to excuse us for a moment because we're kind of in the post-coital convention mode, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely snuggling after our, uh, you know, snuggling and... and uh, our brush with greatness. Yeah, and, and possibly, uh, <clears throat> you know, getting ready to order a pizza or something. Like, yeah. You know, getting a little hungry after the... Uh, Since we don't smoke. <laughs> the action, yeah, exactly. So, but... Uh, we're eaters. <laughs> we're referring to our trip to Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con. Damn, what a, what a fun time. Oh, that was a blast, and you're yeah. going to hear about it in a few moments. I uh, got to spend more than a few hours there, folks. Yeah. Uh, the first day. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. But we'll get to that. I anyway. was waiting for it. <laughs> nah, and I'll, I'm going to say this. When we get to that point, if you go the same route you did on the text we exchange, I'll do the same thing I did in the text form. Saying, yeah, yeah. Dude, look at the bright side of the entire thing. Right. You were you were definitely uh, uh, Mr. Brightside. You were the the encouragement, the, uh, the the wind between my cheeks. Beneath my wings. Sorry. Be- beneath cheeks, my wings. wings, whatever. That's it, right. As long as you were going, oh, God. Right. <laughs> no, I was more like, God, son of a bitch. But more on that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, I guess for right now, we'll uh, dive into some housekeeping. Yeah, we can clean house a little. Yeah. Uh, do we need to knock on the door and make sure everybody's clothed? Uh, Have you ever had that at a hotel? Yeah, yes, I, but see, I always immediately revert to yeah. Tommy Boy. Yeah, the, you know the the housekeeping. You want me to jerk you off? What kind of place is this, <laughs> uh, Mister Farley? Ah, uh, Mrs. Ass. I guess first up, uh, you should be getting last month's ectopod about the same time this episode is aired. Yeah, so you get kind of two for the price of one. Yeah, you get a little taste of our. Uh, other podcast world right right as we develop the nowhere network yeah uh, it's it's you know kind of a slow burn to a cohesive unit uh we're gonna get everything together here and but by by the time we you know hit our stride in december and in uh you know into january going into yeah, the, the first new year, year and everything yeah we should have everything uh under well under i think it's gonna take a little bit more time because we'll probably get the rest of the episodes Plus, we're uh, we're talking about the relaunch of an old wrestling podcast of ours. Two marks and a check. You mother, <laughs> you son of a bitch! Before he from, kicks me from Mark's from unknown. Mark's unknown, formerly. <laughs> sh- shut up! Just the, never mind. the the bastard child of two marks and a check. God. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, we wanted to revisit that because there's a. Uh, Quite a lot going on. There is. Uh, I mean, WWE's really starting to cross into the entertainment world. Uh, and there's some you know, stuff that's still irritating the crap out of me. Right. And that's good. Well, you know, it'll be therapeutic for, for Josh over here. Uh, you know, And we, with it being on the Nowhere Network, we can fucking cuss. Right. And so we've, uh, you know, like we have uh, um, uh, Daddy's Home 2 that's coming yeah. out pretty soon. And I just found out John Cena's in that. Oh, yeah. He was uh, in the first one. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't watch the first one. Me either. Yeah. 
So, um, I, I think I was getting into that. I don't want to see any more Will Ferrell movies right now. And yeah. now I'm now I'm back to where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to re- you know revisit some some Ferrell. I, I'm still good with him. He hasn't done the whole uh, Adam Sandler Ben Stiller thing of like I'm going to make stupid movies no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. He it's still true. makes the occasional like, oh wow, this is a smart one. But uh, back to the Nowhere Network, we're going to be developing more. I'm uh, putting fillers out to other people, and as we've discussed a lot at the con and. Um, We've discussed off mic and just in general mm-hmm. for the past, I think we've been talking about it for a year now, uh, getting just fillers out to other podcasts and developing more podcasts. Yeah. Uh, uh, getting Doug back into the podcasting world uh, with him and Monique. I'm hoping for them to relaunch uh, Rambling with through a different lens. Right. Um, it was interesting just to kind of jump into a quick con story. We are talking to one of the voice actors that were there. Okay. And after we got done talking, we walked away. And I kind of stopped. I was like, okay. I've been meaning to tell you this. We need to do this. Actually, you need to do this. You mm-hmm. need to relaunch Rambling through through a different lens and take it as a nowhere level type thing where you can take it wherever the hell you want. Right. And he's like, okay. Yeah, see, and it, like we've talked a little bit to uh, Doug and myself, <clears throat> and he's he's getting bit again to, you know, do something. Bug, yeah. <clears throat> right. I, and I think he's wanting to, uh, you know, I mean, his, like a lot of us do, our life gets caught up with going to work coming home you know we get stuck in our same rut and our routine and all that stuff and so this is a huge outlet for all of us you can only expose yourself at pest stores for so many times is that that what you've been doing hey gotta blow off steam somehow i look i'm just in fucking physical therapy for the chronic masturbation but (laughs) i mean if if the old stories were true i'd have been a blind werewolf years ago (laughs) but uh Nonetheless, you know, it's, it's all therapeutic for us and, uh, it, you know, it gives everybody a chance to get in front of the, the mic and, and kind of let loose with things that they want to talk fun? about but don't have anybody to talk to. So yeah. we just yell into the abyss and see who yells back. Exactly. So, and so you know, like, we, like we've always said in the past, this is therapy for oh, us. Oh, yeah. It's this cheapest is, form uh, of therapy. Yeah, this is... Without the county being involved. Exactly. <laughs> it's just kind of our way of, of talking to people, you know, because I, I promise you, you get, you get any two nerds in a room together. With differing opinions, that's an hour-long conversation. Oh, that was pretty much half the time at the convention. Exactly. (laughs) And and also, too, something else we were talking about. And as we don't have to worry about certain payments this next year, Uh uh, our site will definitely be growing more. And that's another thing that will be part of the Nowhere Network as we'll finally get around to doing the independent uh, podcast spotlights. Yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be doing some cosplay spotlights. One of the things we, uh, you know... We've seen before, but we really kind of <clears throat> became hip to while we're at the uh, LA Comic Con was the level that people will take um, their cosplay to, yeah. and how difficult sometimes it is for people to find an outlet and uh, in order to find ways to get their costumes together. You know, whereas you know you see these people with these amazing vacuum formed or you know. Um, you know, solid plastic mold uh, yeah. kits, you know, and things that they, you know, these people do. Uh, and so some people are like, well, how, how the hell can I do that? I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. You know, what can I do? So coming up with these costumes can be a bitch sometimes. There, so. there, you can tell with a lot of these, even like the most basic ones, right? There is, you know, there's a larger story behind that costume. Absolutely. And one of the things, one of the, the uh, uh, groups that we ran into, which I'll, I'll touch on later on. I'm not going to give you the name right now, but uh, we ran into one group, and it literally had pamphlets. Which was amazing. Yes, and it was Star Wars-based. We'll give you that. <clears throat> and it uh, 
it literally had pamphlets. It was like, so you want to be Han Solo, so you or like, or so you want to be a smuggler, so you want to be a princess, so you want to be a dark lord, you know that kind of yeah. thing. They didn't actually use the names because of the copyright yeah. thing, but it had the characters on the front of it, so it it told you how to go about getting those costumes together. And I thought that's fucking awesome. Yeah. A group that reaches out to other groups, you know, or or individuals and teaches you how to do that stuff. Or gives you at so, least a little bit of a map to get there. Right. So, I mean, to, to get back onto what you were talking about, we're going to be covering, uh, you know, other podcasts, podcast spotlights, you know, and, and, uh, and that'll sharing, be part of the network too. Right. Sharing, uh, you know, other people's journeys into their love of whatever they may be discussing. And as well as, you know, the cosplay spotlight. And we're going to keep bringing you interviews and, and things like that, you yeah. know. So, and I guess I segues perfectly into the rest of our year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really does. You you were planning that, weren't you? Well, I can say that a little bit more awkwardly, could I? <laughs> I mean, I think the wink at the end was yeah. a little unnecessary, but uh, not unwelcome. Don't get me oh, yeah. wrong. It's not unwelcome. Hey, you got to boost the ego somehow. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not going to say there wasn't a little tickle in my pants, <laughs> but... Uh, Okay, there was a tickle in my pants. So, uh, but, yeah. Uh, we, are, said, we are rapidly approaching 2018. Jesus, God, this year's rocketed past. It's that, it's it, a, it feels a whole lot like 2016 without all the celebrity murder. Yeah. Now, it, now it, we're... It's the celebrity new, touchy. Yeah, it's all celebrity touchy-feely. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. So, I mean, if, if I could say anything to Hollywood, since we're not really tied to any one group Keep or anything like that, hey, fucking knock it off, people. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We've heard about the casting couch, you know, and all yeah. that stuff in the past, but my God. Oh, we don't want you to, yeah, the next uh, two months we're going to, you'll be getting this episode, of course. Right. Um, we, oh, we have our... Uh, we have uh, our uh, Kickstarter perk commentary yes. coming up. Now, and that's going to, to, to come flying at you guys here pretty soon. That's not going to be counted as one of our regular episodes. I think it but, will be. It'll be a regular episode slash kind of uh, relaunch of Why Not. We can do like a special edition, you know, like a you know breaking news sort of thing, you know, and or, or the just the son of why not or the return of why not. There the, you go. The the, the, re, the reimagining of why not. Or but uh, to refresh some of our listeners, what is the uh, movie we're going to be doing the commentary on? Uh, we'll be doing uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. You told me we were doing Sloppy Wet Asses Nine. I do that for my own pleasure. Oh. Maybe I, it's kind of like how Kevin uh, records Ralph doing his voices, and oh, you never see those the light of day. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, but yay! But they started their uh, their new network. They still don't show those on there. They don't. No, Babel Vision is just the show. But I thought Babel Vision showed the. Well, son of a bitch! Okay. He, I, I swear, Kevin. That's for Kevin's own spank bank. Yeah, I get I it. Swear. I swear, you think you see like random ones like on Instagram and stuff, but. I I'm catching up more and more on episodes, and I hear him more and more like, "Oh, I'm recording this one. Right. I'm recording this one. I'm recording this one." It's like he must check it to these or something. Well, you know, Ralph's a fairly attractive man. I'll give you that. Hey, and I'm one of the bigger fans of his head win. So <laughs> I'm like probably the only fan of his head win. Like when we go to Babylon the next time, I could probably mention like I, I email you about head win voices. Like, oh hey you, yeah. Oh, you're the creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why I like the head win voice. So, uh, it's, but it, it's a perfect voice, don't you know? Exactly. <laughs> you're you're out of control. Ah, yeah. So to get us back on the but, rails, uh, we're going to be doing a commentary for Priscilla Queen of the Desert because of one of our amazing Kickstarter backers, 
yeah. threw some money our way and we, we have to pay up. <laughs> uh, I think it's fantastic because... Uh, I've uh, never seen it. <laughs> yeah, you're going in cold. Yeah. And so I can't wait to... So I think I'm we'll... going to position... I'm going to very awkwardly position my mic so I'm just staring straight at you to watch your reactions <laughs> the whole time. Oh, I'm, okay, I haven't seen everything. I've seen like one scene where yeah. uh, the one of the uh, actors mm-hmm. is locked out of the bus. Yes. And he's banging on the windows as... Hugo Weaving and whoever the other dude is. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah. Is acting like they're sleeping, pissing this dude off. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be fun. It's very fun. Yeah. It's it's very fun. It's uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. But you just go, wow. Yeah. Wow. And especially since the second choice was Demolition Man. And we're not doing Demolition Man. It, we, we are sticking to our first choice, and we are doing Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Oh, Even... Yeah. We with, may do Demolition Man down the road. Somewhere. Yeah, because this will be our relaunch of our Why Nots, which will be every other month next year. Yeah, and you know, starting be, in February. Because to be fair, I think we should do Demolition Man at some point because I've had to look at the hockey puck that you know the the Stallone uh, dummy is frozen into at oh, Planet yeah. Hollywood. Oh, God. And so if that's burned into my brain then fuck you we're going to cover Demolition Okay, question Man. that that hockey puck <clears throat> is the nude body of Stallone yeah. in it. Yeah. As you eat. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's right above you. Ew. That's right above you. Ew. So anyway. but that that's coming Priscilla Queen of the Desert then we'll uh reboot everybody on the world of why not and what our plans are going to be for next year. Oh yeah, we got a lot lot because, coming. Because uh <clears throat> if we restart in February and if we do every other month we'll do February and then it'll be in April and then that'll be the return of the wise. Oh lord. Yeah, and I got some ideas for that one. Oh, I'm oh. sure you do. Oh, have you have you seen Cool as Ice? <laughs> Man, why you got to go back and dig into my childhood? <laughs> You're digging into my childhood too, man. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the first thing I watched on my fire stick when I first Who was the was... chick that started that? Oh, God. Who was his co-star? Do you remember? Uh, I know she's a name. Ah, uh, well, anyway. Oh. But we'll be coming you know, to you with that one for sure. Yeah, it, 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 I'm thinking our why maybe cool size. I, I don't. I just remember him on that fucking motorcycle. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. And drop that zero and get with the hero. from the wrong oh. side of town. Watch the riff tracks on. Uh, oh, I'll have to. Yeah, it's absolutely. Amazing. And there's sometimes where it's dead, dead silence, and they're just like, I, I don't know. What Nothing to say. to change. <laughs> this was a thing. Oh, you know, I could just see them too while they're like doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and he's singing Ninja Rap. They're like, this motherfucker's got a career in film. Yeah, oh. he's he's the legit deal. This we, is the we great got, white hype right here. We got to remake the wild one with him. Because that's what Cool as Ice <laughs> yes, is. It really is. It's a remake of the Wild One. Freaking Brando. Oh my God! You're right. You're yeah. right. It is with Robert Van Winkle. Oh fuck, man! It's I don't have enough alcohol here for this. Yeah, but um, from the clown shoes to I guess the serious pants. Uh, one of the episodes we definitely are going to have coming up soon, though, is like we kind of, pardon the phrasing, touched upon a couple moments ago. <laughs> That's the one you go with. I love you for it, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh God. We, we've done these type of episodes in the past talking about violence in media and everything like that. Where like we're, we, I will almost guarantee we will start the episode with a little bit of a disclaimer. Like, realize it's us. Yeah. We'll, we'll have and something. We'll probably make some off-color jokes. But it's not it's not at the expense of any victim or anything so like that. it's so fucking And, uh, yeah. It's, look. Yeah. And it's, we're going to take a freaking... Look at the 
the, the seedier side of Hollywood. The seedier side of Hollywood that's finally getting exposed and freaking kicked in the teeth. So you went with Touch Me and Exposed. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> because this is nowhere. <laughs> we don't give two shits. Yo, we yeah. cool as ice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. You can't have for exposed to touch. <laughs> yeah, to go back to freaking vanilla ice. No, but, uh, you know, really with with the emergence of the, the, Weinstein. This, the Weinstein scandal Kevin and Kevin Spacey. Corey you know, rumors of finally getting hopefully some justice You know what? This. I really fucking hope this works. You know, I hope this doesn't become a joke to people. And I hope people really pay attention to this because it, I mean it is it, it's very prevalent I mean it, look at people like Drew Barrymore now I can't speak towards her sexual activity in Hollywood or anything like that but we know that even as far back as E.T. she was exposed to drugs and things yeah. like that and which started her down her path to the point where Steven Spielberg who's her godfather when she posed for Playboy he sent her I can't, what was it he sent it was it, the issue that she posed in Playboy but yeah. Uh, computer gener- uh, he well he sent her he something else her. and was like yeah he basically was like here you know put some clothes on yeah and uh, you know and, and it really kind of turned her around and, and yeah. things like that you know and she shook herself out and, and has become and still is to me one of the most beautiful people on the face of this oh, planet oh she's amazing um, oh god I love her so much but um, you know we, we just so many things and, and here's here's part of it I, I really got this bile stuck in my throat because and and we'll of course we'll get into this more when we do the episode but i remember when weinstein first got exposed you know like everything was laid bare he uh like all his his constituents and whatnot around him uh woody allen and all these people come out and start saying well, I hope this isn't going to be a witch hunt. Yeah, I well, wonder why. The Mr. reason Allen... you don't want it to be a witch hunt is one because you're a fucking pervert. Yeah, I've never cared for Woody Allen myself. Oh, me either. But um... I never really cared for Weinstein. He he helped develop some of the greatest movies in Hollywood. Absolutely, and but, but he, he always... always seemed like a giant sack of shit. Right. You know, and Courtney Love what was it back in two thousand yeah. uh, two thousand eight? I think it was or two thousand seven, maybe even further back. Yeah, two thousand five. I think it was the People versus Larry Flint time. Uh, probably back that far and she had said something you know like to the actresses that were coming up in Hollywood young yeah. actress don't go to a, uh, a party with a Weinstein. party with Weinstein you know if you're invited to a private party at the the, the Hyatt or whatever the hell it was yeah. the Hilton don't go uh, and she was pan hardcore she was pan hardcore for it so yeah. you know Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. made the the joke during the, right. the Oscars right and revealed that a friend of his was um harassed by him and then also too just recently with the Kevin Spacey stuff right and McFarlane everybody's well, see, going and, for McFarlane like what do you know again what? and this is the this is the backlash sort of things look at what's happening with Rose McGowan right now oh yeah they're, uh, they're finding trying to find any kind of anything that they can her. fucking smash her with and the same thing yeah. with like you know uh, Corey Feldman and yeah. all that stuff and, and it's just well, it's, it's the funny thing is with the Rose McGowan like if they're trying to tag uh, drug drugs. charges mm-hmm. she can easily go this is drugs I did it to myself yeah not him yeah. forcing his yeah drugs large drugs ass. didn't like you know force themselves upon me yeah yeah exactly and then also to the uh, Robert Rodriguez is comment about it where he's like you want to know why I casted her in Grindhouse to piss that badass off see and that's you know that that's cool and we also know that that Kevin Smith has pledged to take in yeah. more of the royalties from you know what Amazing. he's done and yeah. he's going to he's pledged at least two thousand dollars every month yeah. To uh, women in film. women in film basically, and yeah. uh, to help support young directors and actresses and and uh, you know producers and whatnot coming up in in the industry and, and really get more people out there, you know. Yeah. And we're we're gonna get into great deal detail about this, but we want to keep this upbeat and and uh, yeah, really give you our coverage of of Stanley's 
Los Angeles Comic Con, aka Kamikaze. It was there anything else that we needed to touch base on for the new year? Uh not that I can think of. Just that we. I we've think got we the network. Yeah, we got the network, uh, com- we got the cosplay commentary. spotlight, the commentary, the... Yeah, uh, bullshit of Hollywood. Yeah, the uh, podcast spotlights, and mm-hmm. um, just more content, and hopefully a, a couple of more podcasts that are going to be rolled into the, the mm-hmm. Nowhere network. network. So, you know, just stay tuned, and again, we thank everybody for their support and everything that they've been doing, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to really ramp things up next year so that uh, we can give you some... Awesome new content to uh, thumb your nose at. <laughs> you with the segues. Thumbing your nose? Right. That leads perfectly into Doug. What? Well, um, because he picks his no. Yeah, um, it's a bad habit. Son of a bitch. And See, he's one of those I, weird I ones that uses his thumbs. Ew, God. Yeah. Right to the knuckle. That'll yeah. Have to release some bleeding there. Yeah. But as we were talking about the Comic-Con and everything like that, I guess <clears throat> as we are in the uh, Hall of Justice here, for Nowhere, California. Yes. Uh, I guess we need to enter the seas of the mod. Yes, I'm comparing Doug to Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he doesn't listen to these. He doesn't eat. Smashing in those orange tights. Yeah. He he may listen to his own part. I don't think he listens to the intro, so if we call him Aquaman, he'll never know. That's fair. So I'm expecting a phone call because, you know, <laughs> it'll nobody will ever hear this. It's usually when they do. Fucking Aquaman. Aquaman, what the fuck? But after Justice Ugh. League drops on... And that'll uh, be it. He's yeah. like, oh, he'll be like, fucking Aquaman. Wait. Momoa Aquaman. You're fucking right, Aquaman. Momoa Aquaman or the orange and green tight Aquaman? Nah, he's going to go Momoa Aquaman. Oh, yeah. That's legit badass. Yeah. But enough of that. Uh, you caught me off guard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to throw it to the mod? Yeah, I will. Let's turn to our sexy man of the seas, our chicken of the sea, as it were, <laughs> our Charlie Tuna, our Aquaman, our moment of Doug. Hey, all you mod listeners, it's I, Doug again, invading the ear space. Um, LA Comic Con, man, what can be said about LA Comic Con? You know, it's always a joy when we get to go to these things, you know, no matter how big or how small, you know, it's always a real treat for us to, you know, get out from behind the microphone, get out from, you know, our areas and get out there and be with our own people, you know, and surrounded by the things that we love to talk about, like things that we love to see. You know, it's always, always a pleasure to do this sort of thing, you know, and I love every minute of it. You know, this one, you know, this one knocked it out of the park. You know, it, it it definitely was a highlight for me and the team to to go and to be a part of this. You know, and it's always great to catch up with old friends that are there and meet new ones. And, you know, I, I don't really have a bad thing to say about, you know, doing these cons. You know, they're, they're stressful. You know, they, you know, coordinating a team and coordinating times and stuff, you know, they can be really stressful and, you know, trying to figure out who you're going to speak to and things like that. But as we do these things, as we do them more and more, which we have been over the last, you know, two years, you know, it's, it's getting to be a lot easier, you know, on us. And, you know, I can't say enough about what Josh does with talking to these people because I'm not too big. As much as I love to talk to you guys and as, as much as I am in front of the microphone, you put me on the spot with, you know, people. And I tend to clam up a little bit, you know, I'm better – I'm better in more of an open forum and, you know, sort of thing and a discussion topic. 
but you know Josh, you know interviewing these people is always, you know it's always a good sight to see. Uh, it was really great, you know, talking to the Man vs. Rock guys again, and and George from Oh Hell. And it's always nice. It's not a con without talking to those guys, and you know, it wouldn't feel right if we didn't if we didn't see them at any con that we were at. You know, it was also, you know, really, I can't I, I keep saying really great a lot because that's really what it was. You know, it was it was it was fun. You know, and and I I love being out and doing these things and spending time with everybody. Um, the highlight for me, though, uh, was a personal note. I got to meet James O'Barr. Uh, for those of you who don't know, James O'Barr is the creator of the original Crow comic that the movies and subsequent sequels are based on. And he's not, you know, he does cons off and on, but not, he's not a consistent con person where you can really rely on, oh, I'll get him at the next con. So it was awesome to be able to meet him and speak with him and, you know, get him to sign some stuff and... You know, as much as we wanted to talk to him, get an interview with him, he was a very, like, quiet, reserved guy. So he felt, you know, it was more respectful to kind of let him have his space and stuff like that. You know, and, but that was just, that was just a highlight for me, you know, doing, doing that and meeting somebody who created something that had such a powerful, you know, effect on my life. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't, even touch upon like what that means to me and stuff like that and it's also really great speaking with Carlos I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I would probably butcher it uh, but he was the voice of Rocco you know it was really great to to you know watch Josh interview him and sit down with him and his people and you know kind of get their perspective on things you know was, and I swear the celebrity rock you know con people one of them was The Rock. You know, it was really interesting seeing The Rock up on stage, you know, talking about Jumanji. And, man, can that guy still draw a crowd? Oh, my God. It, he caused a massive traffic jam in the main aisle. And if you got caught in it, you were just, you were stuck. You were stuck watching The Rock. There was there was nothing else to do, you know. And another big rock star of the time was Paul Rubens, you know. And I, I know my guys, I know the guys got to meet him. You know, unfortunately, I kind of, I didn't grow up around Peewee. Um, it was not something that was really part of my childhood. So uh, I was more supporting, like, helping the guys get to meet them than I was trying to meet them myself, you know. But one day, one day I'll be, I'll, I'll meet them, you know. But this time it was more important for me to help the guys get to meet him themselves. So, you know, I don't really have much differing opinions about the con. I don't have, I don't know. I I love cons, and I, I can't wait to go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and be able to bring you guys all that great content. So this is Doug, signing off on Mod. And that was a mod. Yeah, uh, and a good one, too. Yeah. God, he's He's such a wordsmith. Yeah, well, that's the reason we try to keep him on here as much as possible. Oh, all right, and ramp up the intelligence level so us dumbasses yeah, can... Yeah, you can, you can go that route if you want. <laughs> I keep thinking we need to dust off our game so we can get that uh, sexy voice back. <laughs> yeah, we do. I keep thinking, like, I'm, I'm like, where's the sexy... Oh, that's right, it's for the games. It's for yeah. the games. I forgot about that. We do got to get that sexy voice back. Uh, yes, so. we do. Oh, we did pretty well for the intro since we are about to talk about meaning the man, the myth, the legend... Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, God.
Paul Rubens himself. Oh, Should we just jump right into that part? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's just knock yeah. that one right out. Yeah, of because holy crap. Um, no, you got to meet him on Saturday. Yeah, I did my photo op on Saturday. <clears throat> right. And I'll just jump into my side of it. Like, um, basically, I was going to attempt interviews on Saturday, but it was such a freaking madhouse. Yeah, I, uh, I knew Saturday was going to be the day. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to wander around. Something right. comes up, I'll take a shot at it, but I just want to make sure I'm ready to jump in line for the uh, photo op and get it done and everything. Right. And I had a friend of mine from work that was coming down, too, with his family to do the photo op. So I wanted to make sure he was going to be good to go, too. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy the day and get over there and get in line, kind of waiting around, uh, talking to some of the people that are running it. And mm-hmm. God bless those people because they get put through some hell. They certainly do. But man, they handled it really smoothly. They do. The, yeah, the whole like, thing was handled really smoothly. Yeah. I even like after my photo op was done, I went over and I made sure to talk to one of the head people because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure to tell him like you're the girl that you had to kind of being a human buffer over here make sure people were where they needed to be she did an awesome job i know it's and me working uh service side of everything it's very rare that higher ups hear compliments they mostly hear right this person was a blah, 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 blah. exactly so i wanted to make sure to like say that girl was awesome she yeah. did a great job i just want to make sure you know that and uh but back to me getting the line uh, i finally got to the point where they said like okay 15 minutes before four get over here so i'm yeah. over there and I'm kind of I'm I'm flying solo, so I'm able to do the junk and jive and mm-hmm. get into the early part of the line where I met up with the two guys uh, that were dressed in peewee gear. Oh, that's cool! Very cool dudes. Uh, one of them uh, will be actually relaunching his podcast here pretty soon, and when we get to that point, we will uh, definitely announce where to find him and everything. Is it peewee themed or is it uh, just pop culture? Oh, good. Okay. okay. It'd be amazing if it was a peewee centric. Yeah. One. See, now when when I took my picture, I had my mother in law, my yeah. wife, and Ellie with yeah. me, my two and a half year old, who is a diehard peewee, uh, peewee's playhouse fan. And um, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. They they put me right in line next to this smoking hot girl. Oh, uh, now she, now listen. Here's the thing. When I say smoking hot. I love women of all types. I think yeah. women women are beautiful, you know, oh, no matter yeah. what. So when I say that, I'm not talking about some, you know, skinny little chick in a yoga pants and, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. <clears throat> she was, she had uh, the silvery hair and she had a skirt on, like a 50s poodle skirt almost. Oh, that's cool. That had the bow ties, the bicycles, and his suit that's awesome. on there. And I was like, oh my God. And it was just like silhouettes. Of the creativity fantastic. is amazing. And she had on this cute little like short gray jacket sort of thing and then had a necklace with the little red bow tie on it. That is awesome. And, and she was fantastic. She was absolutely gorgeous. And of course, you know, like I strike up conversation with her and I'm like, Okay, I got to draw a line between flirting and talking yeah. and flirting and talking. And, you know, because the wife's right here with me. She could give two shits about what we were doing. But she was super supportive. Yeah, wife, exactly. wife was super, super supportive. So <clears throat> we get down on Sunday. And we get in line. We take our picture. And I got to tell you something. For, for a gentleman who was there throughout Saturday doing photo ops, also doing autographs, Sunday yeah. doing photo ops, and Sunday doing autographs as well, he was so pleasant. Oh, yeah. To everybody that came through that line, oh, you know, yeah. I shook his hand and I was, I gushed. I was just like, Mister, I'll get, I'll get my gushing. You know, yeah. such an honor to meet you. You know, I, I said, you know, we, I absolutely love you, and and you know, this is a generational group right here. My daughter, you know, watches Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse now as yeah. well, 
and uh, you know I said I've, I've been following you since the Broadway show and and uh, <laughs> you know and all the videos back with the uh, the gong show and whatnot. Yeah. And he was like, well, thank you. Thank you so much, you know, and we're so glad. And he did everything he could. Ellie hadn't had breakfast yet, and she takes very much after my wife in that one where she's hangry in the morning. Yeah. So she has this look, and the picture, I'm beat red in the face because I'm just so excited. Oh, yeah. Paul Rubens got a funny look on his face, like, oh, you know, he's making a silly face, and Ellie could give two shits. <laughs> when we got home later on, I sent you the video yes. of her. You know, I'm like, who's this? Daddy, who's this? baby who's this peewee you know she was so excited about that so you know he was just such a wonderful guy to me like in the past we've talked about my geeking out moments and everything and as we are starting to get in line Mm -hmm. for my thing i'm thinking like the way they have it laid out i'm thinking we're weaving through and that's the way it's going to be we're flying through the line yeah just one right after the other super fast i'm getting close to the curtain and that's when my heart starts beating out of my Mm -hmm. chest where i'm just like yep oh my god i'm about to hit the threshold he's right there Yeah. yeah And then he crossed through. The guy in front of me gets through. And I'm just like, oh, crap. <laughs> right. So I go up. I shake his hand. I'm like, dude, seriously, sir, this is an honor. Um, I'm nervous, as you can probably tell. He's like, oh, it's fine, man. Let's take this picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. And then as soon as we take the picture, he bolts for the thing, for the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> well, clearly, the uh, swell in your pants scared the hell out of him. Nah. Yeah, he, he luckily didn't notice that. Good. Uh, um, the guy in front of me in line, one of the guys that dressed as Pee Wee, mm-hmm. uh, he went and talked to him. So I, I'm standing there kind of paused like, what the fuck do I do? And even like the photo people are just like, hmm, what was that about? And he comes back in. He's like, I'm so sorry about that. And I'm like, oh, it's no problem. No problem. Thank you so much. This is, Like I said, this is a freaking honor. Did he step out and take like a selfie picture? No. Okay, because he does a thing on one of his site, uh, his his website, or maybe his Instagram. I'm not sure, where he takes pictures of people who are dressed as Pee Wee, and they go into kind of his costume hall of fame. Yeah, and so that might. Well, these guys would have been in the hall of fame, and they're right. like, as you were talking <clears throat> about the uh, lovely female. The, mm-hmm. the, there was two lovely females I talked to after the photo op. Mm-hmm. I'll tell that story in a moment, because as soon as I got through the curtain after the photo the guy that he was talking to was still there i'm like i walked directly to him like dude what the hell was that about and he proceeds to tell me the story like basically like his adopted godmother is carol king oh okay yeah so he knows like this whole inner circle thing oh so he we knew who he was yeah oh that's cool yeah i'm just like and he and i tell him what happened everything he's like oh i'm sorry i'm like dude no Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's cool. Those yeah. little stories like that. Because I love Carol Kane. She's oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. She still has one of my favorite stories on the set of uh, Scrooged. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, she just ooh. just belts Bill Murray and, and tears which, his lip. It is November. We are close to that time. I know oh. there's no better time than any time to watch Scrooge. I watch it, man. but my as soon as soon as it's uh, acceptable within my confines to yeah. watch Halloween, I, I watch mean, it in July. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. my Black Friday tradition is when I get home from that fucking hellhole, mm-hmm. I watch Scrooge, <laughs> which I will be partaking early this year. Yeah, yeah, more on that off the mic. <laughs> yeah, but um, but on to the other uh, the two uh, lovely ladies I talked to. Right. Um, I, as I was kind of decompressing from the uh, photo op thing mm-hmm. and everything there uh, Pee Wee re-entered his booth and was signing and everything and two uh, ladies came out and one was dressed as Pee Wee and the other one was dressed as Miss Yvonne 
really cool. Their pictures <laughs> will be on awesome. our site. And I decided to talk to him. Very creative ladies. Looked beautiful mm-hmm. in both gear. And, but also, too, I wanted to pick their brains. Like, okay, how was it in there? Right. What's the prices? What's this? What's that? And we're talking to everything. And they either they came from the East Coast for this con for random reasons or vice mm-hmm. versa. They went to the New York Comic Con where PV was at. Oh, okay. Okay. So this wasn't the first time. It may have been the first time for them on the West Coast. Okay. But I picked their brain about prices and everything like that, so I would know for the next day. Sure. Because well, for that day, but I didn't get a chance to get any signings done exactly because he was done for the day. But then I knew someday I'm getting something signed. Right. And then uh, Sunday, you guys were there mm-hmm. for your abbreviated period. Eh, you know. But it was a blast. You did what you wanted to do. Exactly. I got to you, meet Pee Wee. You got to was... meet Pee Wee. You got more time at a con than you. I should stop doing that. We got to meet Paul Rubin. You know, Paul Rubin, yes. My mother in law kind of bitched about this and she goes, You know, he, he really should have been dressed in his Pee Wee gear. You know, I think Ellie would have recognized him. And I go, I think Ellie recognized him yeah. just fine. She was just Which, hungry. She was the first person that I sent the video to later. I'm like, I told you she fucking knew who he was. Yeah. So, you know, it's just my mother. I know, but uh, I love her to death, but she complains about that. There's something I did notice about my signatures, which mm. I'll, I'll finish in a moment. Okay. On Saturday, I was like, screw it, I'm going to get something signed. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, like, do I want to go in there and get, like, they had, a, like, a special pop-up book with behind-the-scenes stuff of uh-huh. Pee-wee's Playhouse, uh, CDs, uh, the Funko Dorbs, and they also right. had a poster for the Pee-wee's uh, Big Holiday from Netflix. <sighs> and I was like, okay, the one thing that stuck out to me was the poster, but did I want to go for the newest movie? Yeah. Or did I want to go for the movie? The Yeah, like the movie. And I remember seeing at another booth, they had a Pee-wee's Big Adventure poster. Oh, you're S- such a genius in this S- sense. Because I didn't notice it, otherwise I would have purchased it I, I'd be lined it to that that booth and got it. Good. And then the next day, yeah. I was there, and I was in line, and then they announced that if you're paying with credit card, you have to do over $150. Mm-hmm. With a five dollars charge, right? And I'm thinking, crap! I only wanted to spend fifty. What the hell am I going <laughs> to buy? And I was talking to other people in line, and I, should, I was like, legitimately, like asking, like, what should I do? What should I do? And the guy was like, buy the book. It's a hundred bucks. <laughs> You'll have that and fifty dollars for the signature on the poster. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> That's smart. You got both of them signed, though, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. So I go in. Uh, I pay what I'm going to do to the lady and of course me being me my brain is perfectly fine my body is shaking like a damn leaf yeah <laughs> I'm just like and she's like are you going to be okay I'm like oh I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> trust me I mean look this way <laughs> but my brain is just more going like you're going to be Pee Wee again you're going to meet Pee Wee again so she just told her I have, I have Parkinson's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sorry it's terrible I know. But, but still welcome to nowhere mm-hmm. so I finish over there and shift over, and I hand my poster over to Pee Wee right. and the book, and I get a conversation with the man, as much as I can with me being like, Ugh. right, right. <laughs> so we're talking like I was with John Paragon last year, yeah. And I was just telling, him like, once again, I'm just like, this is such a freaking honor to meet you. I'm mm-hmm. telling him how much a creative influence he's been on my life, and then I mention the conversations we've had in the past where we consider him the modern day Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy Coffin, for all you guys that yeah. don't know what I mean by Andy. And he goes, oh, I've, I've, I met him several times. I'm like, okay, I got to ask. How well, was yeah, it? Yeah. How, how was it meeting him? 
And he's like, he's as nice as you'd imagine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always thought Andy was just a, a wonderful... A sweet guy. A weird guy, but just a wonderful human being. Yeah. You know, he always seemed like he was just a really nice person at the core. Very true. So, you know, I, I would have loved to have met him, but nonetheless... I did get to meet the modern day equivalent, you know? So So we're talking a little bit more and then I tell him like, um, this is, I'm not, this is not me trying to whore out. And I didn't say whore out, but basically this is not me trying to push my side of stuff. Right. But there's one thing I've done over the years is this podcast and website known as Nowhere California. And I bust out one of our slap bracelets and I'm like, I I would be honored if you'd have this. And he took it at first. He was like, what is it? I'm like, it's a slap bracelet. He's like, huh? I'm like, you slap it on your wrist, it's a bracelet. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, Paul Rubens, the man that created many, many iconic characters. Right. Such as the legendary Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Has a Nowhere California slap bracelet. Oh, that, see, now that's cool. Yeah. That's a super cool story. I got a little bit of goosebumps just re- recounting that story. See, and that's, I mean, that, that was the big thing. As soon as we knew he was going to be there, it was just a huge thing for us. I mean, like, The Rock was there on Saturday. Yeah, that, and that's we, another story. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what. I could have given two shits about me and The Rock. And if, if my Well, choices, he was only going to be on stage. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying, if my choices came down to meeting The Rock or meeting Pee Wee Herman, yeah. The Rock can wait. Yeah, he can. Yeah, The Rock he, can wait. He can totally wait. <laughs> Which, uh, interesting drama with him recently and Tyrese in the news. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting little conversation yeah, yeah, we'll, we're going to have we'll momentarily when we get to his point of the mm-hmm. thing. Because I got to admit, his deal with the con, he can go there every year and he'll own the room. Yeah. But, um. Well, he's, first of all, he's charming as a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He's charming as a motherfucker. The lady swoon over him and the guys want to be him. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, but he's um, also the biggest action star on the planet. So. But to wrap, wrap up the Pee Wee side of things, mm-hmm. though, there's one thing I did notice. Hmm. He signed the book mm-hmm. in my poster, Pee Wee Herman, in this very kind of basic. Yeah, that's the print. way. He, yeah, that's exactly how and he I signed Pee Wee. But I was kind of thinking, like, so does he sign as Paul Rubens? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah, on anything non Pee Wee. Right. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, because I even went to Google Images and kind of just kind of looking yeah. through, going like, just kind of piecing. It's it together just my... block letter Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, and it's amazing. He signs it in character. Even though he doesn't show up in character, yeah. because he wants you, you know, to, like, that character to he wants that to be associated one hundred percent with with the yeah he so, wants the character to connect and everything. And now it's like I really hope he does do another one uh-huh. because I have a mystery men poster. See, I just I want to get the I just want to get the Pee Wee Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Side. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd like to get that, or even a Pee Wee's Playhouse. But really, I would have settled with I I, I settled. <laughs> I would have gone with, first and foremost, my, my choice would have been Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. Followed up with maybe Big Top Pee-wee. That poster was available, too, at that booth. That but, one in the uh, Pee-wee's Pee-wee on Broadway. Oh, oh, see, now that one. Yeah. That one is, see, Pee-wee, my first intro, uh, introduction to Pee-wee, besides... The, like you were talking Playhouse about Hall. the L.A. Yeah. Show. Well, no, 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 no. I saw on HBO the original... Well, that was in L.A. When they brought it back, yes. Okay, okay. When they brought it back, yes. Tell me to shut the fuck up and let you talk. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. But you're just like, but I know Pee-wee and I know him myself. No, uh, I gave him a slap bracelet. That's right. He has a slap bracelet, uh, bracelet that I gave him. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so no, I mean, that was my the, the, first. The relaunch. Okay. I knew the first, like I, I knew about the original uh, New York thing that he did when he when he first did Pee-wee's, uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Um was in New York as well. 
Um, I'm sorry, no, no, no. You you were absolutely right in L.A. The first one when yeah, he was yeah, working with the Groundlings and with all that Phil stuff. Hartman, and yeah, Phil Hartman and everybody like that. Um, <clears throat> so I knew about that version of it yeah. before I knew about Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I just cracked up laughing because I, there here was this whole thing that was so overtly sexual without one mention of sex. Yeah, and without one minute, you know, and I thought, what a brilliant fucking thing to do. Basically, to kind of wrap things up with the Pee Wee stuff, it, you know, it's just what a gracious man. What a, what a guy who, who knows exactly how beloved that character is and yeah. who loves that character equally because, you know, he he was so keen on bringing that character back. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like Joe Manganiello was talking about, you know, how they... <laughs> I love the fact... The exchange. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. 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 Yeah, just... It's, well, it's like how we talked about so the people funny. that were cosplaying. Yeah. yeah. So many people that were in the gray suit, bow tie. Mm-hmm. There's a dude that had the bike with him. Yeah, well, that was and one of the people that we talked to, the Star Cars group. Remember the guy I spoke to? Oh, no, there was a dude in my line for the photo op that had the bike with him. Really? Yeah, and he took the bike right in there with him. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and there was a dude. You I saw me that bastard. And then there was the guy that did the Forza bulk print. Okay. That I got, and I mm-hmm. had it sideburn. Mm-hmm. He was there. Oh, okay. And he had this giant piece done of Pee Wee doing, like, the I'm the Rebel line from... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a loner, Donnie, a rebel. And it, it was that. I'm, we were walking around, I'm like, you were at Days of the Dead, weren't you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I bought a Rosa Buck piece. I was going to interview you. And he was like, oh, yeah, hey, man. I'm like, do you have that in a print? And, and I was like, I'll buy it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll have it after my next show. There I'm like, ah. I told go. him, I gave him Marcardi, and I'm like, I want it. I want that piece. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and he spans generations. Right. He really does. And, and there's no more proof than the picture with me and my daughter. Yeah. You know, my two and a half year old daughter who's now watching Pee Wee's Playhouse thanks to his deal with Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, and we, we got another Pee Wee, uh, you know, movie out of the whole thing. I've been fantasizing a new peewee movie in the vein of chaplin see well i mean like having this guy show up to this big estate Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) peewee an older peewee right he's telling his life story this elaborate life story right (laughs) where just ups and downs and everything because he did talk about wanting to do the dark peewee movie you know in the past it's funny because i i have to i have to bring this up because it's I'm old my brain will fucking lose it if I don't uh, as I was telling you off mic we went and saw Tosh.0 yesterday yes I went to a live recording of Tosh.0 and one of the lines that he says in that episode was there was the the video is basically this this like thug in the street who's screaming yelling at this dude and as he's getting into his car and he's just inward this and inward that and inward this and inward that to the white guy and Tosh I bet this would be a really really bad time to say I know you are but what am I <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know who's all see that's a peewee joke that holds up you know? oh, yes. <laughs> so yeah well, but uh, I'm really really glad that we got an opportunity yeah. to meet Pee Wee Herman uh, and Paul Rubin you know the, the genius behind it and um, I hope we get a chance to Cross, you know, paths cross paths again so that I can get the autographs and, and have a little talk more time more, to talk yeah. to him, you know. Well, like as you talked about your belly <laughs> and everything, mm-hmm. you know me in right. certain pictures. I'm not a smiley person. 
Yeah, but you were pretty smiley in this <laughs> one. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. You were pretty smiley in this one. I was grinning. That, that was like a chisel the smile off my face type yeah. smile yeah. that was in that Paul Rubens picture for the people listening that know me. It was like, yeah. wow, shit. Yeah, no, this was this was a, a pretty smiley pic of, of his. Yeah, yeah and this was, this was a f- fucking highlight of my year. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I, I went to Hawaii this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's exactly how, you know, there. That sums it up right there. Yeah, that's Pee Wee better than Hawaii. Well, I didn't say better. <laughs> well, still, it's, it's it's in par with Hawaii. Yeah, see yeah, that. Now, meaning Pee Wee in Hawaii. Oh dear God! My head would explode. I feel another movie coming on. Oh God! Yeah. Pee Wee goes Hawaiian. Pee Wee in the South Pacific. Yeah. Do you imagine? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yes, it would. Okay, we got to shut the fuck up yeah, about yeah. Pee Wee because we got so more convention yeah, to talk about. We got a whole lot to move on. So um, you've got a lot more coverage on Saturday. Uh, let's talk rock. <clears throat> Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll sit here and listen because I wasn't there. Yeah, uh, basically, like it was after the photo op thing, mm-hmm. um, kind of decompressing, talking to people, going like, "Oh my god, that was so awesome!" Right. And then all of a sudden, "Welcome to the Jungle" starts blaring over the. Oh, for Jumanji, yeah, "Welcome like, to the Jungle." Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? And then I'm looking over at the main stage. The main stage is already packed with people, right? And I'm like, okay, I'll hang out over here off to the side way off to the side everybody just waiting for him yeah yeah luckily i guess doug was smart enough he got him himself in there and he got some really good pictures you'll you'll see shortly oh, on nowherecalifornia.com good 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 but <clears throat> i'm off to the side just kind of waiting and i feel so sorry because it was set up as a kind of an interview type thing a lot of people were just screaming the whole time no really? there was a dude up on stage that had to try to interview the rock <laughs> When they should have just gave Dwayne the mic and go, you got 20 minutes, then throw it to the clip. Because this dude, he tried. He tried. He asked him questions, and then The Rock just went right into the crowd. Of course. <laughs> and you can probably, you can only imagine afterwards, Rock was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, know, you, I, you get me up there, and it's just going to be. <laughs> yeah. He, he he fires off some of the questions and then he starts working the crowd, talking to little kids and everything. Oh, see, I, that's one of the things I dig about him. You yeah. know, is that he's he's very interactive with his fans. Oh yeah, well, super interactive with his. Like fans. when I was standing there watching, there's his mom and her two little kids, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, go because she had a little boy, and I'm just like, go weave your way through. People will let you through. Mm-hmm. If you have any problems, I'll watch. Because if it came down to it, I would have. Yeah. Also, my way in there for them. Yeah, run to, interference. Yeah. And they got up there and everything, and he was just owning the crowd. Of and course. Just everything. And then I'm kind of like, okay, I'm just going to hang out here for a little bit. And then he is uh, talking about the movie and then uh, sa- says the one thing I was waiting for was he wanted, he, they wanted to make sure that this paid proper respects to the the heart that created the love of the franchise, Robin Williams. Okay. So I heard that. And I was like, Okay. And so then that, that kind of unofficially guarantees we're going to have some sort of nod. I know the nod. Oh, do you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Jack Black spilled it in an interview. Did he? Do you, you want to know? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Three, two, two one. one. They find Alan's treehouse. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, okay, that's cool. See, all right. So th- so then we know it's kind of a, an unofficial sequel. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Cool. I like that a lot. And so my time with Rock's thing ended because I noticed two cops strolling by me. Oh. And they weren't cosplaying cops because their batons were Mm. chipped a lot. (laughs) LAPD. Yes. So I was like, crowd control. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going that way. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a cool moment. It was like, and as wrestling fans, <clears throat> like he, he did hit everything. He did the, finally the rocks came back to California and I, I wasn't going to try to imitate Everybody it. Everybody lost their marbles, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I wasn't going to try to imitate it because The Rock is The Rock. Right. And But it gave me goosebumps. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Also, too, with the passing of my dad and wrestling being such a... Yeah. That'll be another story coming up soon because I did talk to Christopher Daniels. Good. <laughs> but, and yeah. I want to hear about that. I want to touch just for a quick second. But um, let me finish up The sure, Rock sure. real quick. The best way to describe how that room was... Mm-hmm. Go on to the Stanley LA Comic Con website. There's a picture of Stanley with The Rock on stage. You see behind them the front of the main stage packed. That main walkway packed all the way through to the back was packed. Yeah, they'll have. Now I promise you, because of that, um, because I think he's pretty much the biggest celebrity. Yeah, they've he, had I think there, that was the biggest one. From Stan himself. Yeah. Um, and Paul. Well, yeah, but that will be. They're going to have a different type of crowd control because I, the the fire department and fire marshal and all that stuff. They need to go back to two halls. Ass. Yeah, they need to go back to two halls. It'll be up their ass about that. Well, so. I even was thinking about it too. After that, the perfect way to do it, in my personal opinion, have the main stage, and then during the day have a section for cosplayers uh-huh. and cosplayer pictures. Have like different things set up, like different photo mm-hmm. things and everything. And then, like at the end of the day, it's like oh, seven o'clock's coming. The Rock's going to be on stage six thirty to seven o'clock is where they will close down the the cosplay area and take all that stuff out and make that a bigger area and then continue that way and then give more room. The Comic-Con people, they do a good job with their stuff and I can give them ideas left and right, but they, they know this to a science. Like to me, like the photo op area shouldn't even be on the main floor. No, really what should be happening is, okay, now this, this is the way kind of San Diego Comic-Con lays it out. You have your main hall, which is your exhibit hall. Yeah. Uh, one end of it is like your video games and your, you know, uh, things like that. Nickelodeon yeah. and all that. Then you work your way down into like DC, Sideshow Collectibles. Yeah. All of that stuff's right there. Marvel has their big display. And as you move further down, you have your uh, you have your comic book vendors, some of the artists, you know, like Artist Alley and stuff like that are further down. On the above deck is where you have all of your halls that people meet in except for hall h hall h is down on the main floor but way further down um on the upper deck you have all of your autograph booths slabs yeah and and there's usually there's a whole section that's that's dedicated for people to come in where there's a huge check-in area you'll see when we when we go this year uh you'll you'll see what i'm talking about but it's it's massive it's this massive area and they'll have that's where you get your hasbro stuff when you you know, going to buy your toys and things like that. So there's, I mean, it's it's massive. Yeah, and people camp out at that event. Oh yeah, you know, for stuff. But I I think what they need to do is with the LA Convention Center. You know, the up the third floor was there for the meeting halls, which I'm sure is where they did the uh, quantum leap and all yeah. that stuff, and and uh, you know had different things like that. The main floor was divvied up pretty well. I still think it was it was done all right. It's yeah. a smaller scale, but then there's also a lower level that a lot of people don't know about. Um, when you, I've done the LA auto show there a few times, and I've gone to see the main floor where you see all the brand new vehicles and things like that. You go up to the upper floor where there's you know, more meeting and all that stuff, but then when you go down in the lower levels, that's where they have a lot of the custom vehicles and stuff like that. People yeah. who you know, do custom paint and different things like that where they can showcase stuff. So I, I think it needs to be celebrity yes, stuff and you know whatnot uh on I'm okay. still recording so 
So you know they they definitely need to to separate the floors. I think the main thing is traffic. Is that's if they can figure out the traffic issue better, it, yeah, it, it, it'd be perfect. Well, you know, and it's it, again, it's L.A. San Diego kind of has a, uh, you know, like they have Petco Park right there, yeah, where, where the Padres play. They literally take that parking lot and sell off parking right there. Oh yeah, you no, I, 20... I don't mean traffic as a driving traffic. Like, oh, you mean foot, like the foot, foot traffic? Foot. Okay, gotcha. Uh, um, it's it's California. It always sucks. I'm dumb. So. Um, yeah, they also had a lot, as far as traffic traffic goes, they also had a lot of interesting detours. And there was a fucking half marathon on Sunday. Yeah, it was a Comic-Con uh, uh, really? connected one. Yeah, oh, son of a bitch. Ming Chen uh, ran it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. He was there like early. He posted on uh, Instagram. He's like, I'm here way too damn early. Does it count as a full marathon because he's so tiny? Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> it is. I think that's a 26 Well, two. like one of the questions I asked him when I was talking, I was like, when I was doing an interview mm-hmm. for Nowhere California, which you'll be hearing throughout the month of Yay! November. Uh, you do you say no to any cons? He's like, no, <laughs> I got no more. Well, of course not. You know that's how they get it out. There's word of mouth. You know, yeah, he, he's become the king of cons. Right, and and you know, comic book <clears throat> man is fuck, dude. They've got they've seven seasons. Seven seasons, man. They're mm-hmm. in their seventh one right now. Yeah. So you know that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. But you're gonna start talking about someone else. Uh, oh oh no the the rock thing i was going to talk about that's right um i just came out this whole fucking beef now with tyrese oh yeah we kind of uh glazed across that i'm just going to touch on this really fast since it is pop culture news uh tyrese gibson came out and he's i I guess he's been bitching and complaining a lot and i guess he's had some some financial issues and financial personal personal issues but he uh he came out and just fucking attacked the rock he posted a picture of him uh, the Rock and Vin Diesel, and Vin Diesel's got his arm around Tyrese, you know, like around his neck, like he's choking him out, sort of thing. And and The Rock's in there smiling, and everybody's smiling in yeah. the picture. But because they're doing a spinoff that's going to involve The Rock and Jason Statham's yeah. character, which I think is fucking well, brilliant, yes, exactly. Um, because of that, Tyrese got pissed off. Oh yeah, like you know, talking about family and this and that. And he's like, "See how notice how that man has his arm around my neck? That's family and this and that." And like, you do understand that the Fast and Furious is, yeah, yeah, like you get, yeah, you guys have made a lot of films, but you really don't ride and die together and all that shit. Yeah. Like it's not. And also to the, <sighs> it's fizzling. It's going to be ending soon. Well, you know, look, and God love them for keeping it going as long as they have. In the yeah. death of Paul Walker and all yeah. that stuff, but. Yeah, a lot of people really like the whole Vin Diesel, Paul Walker aspect of it. Now that he's out, you have to bring people in that, that really draw it in. Oh, yeah. Gal Gadot's out now, so or Gal Gadot, you know, she's she's out of the, the loop now. Yeah. Uh, so you got The Rock in there, you got Jason Statham in and there. And they can figure out, well, it's even like, like it was like two, three years ago, Vin mm-hmm. Diesel and Rock were having gripes. With each other, I think it was like last year too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, especially after Tyrese's little blow up, even Vin Diesel said, "I'm fine with the spinoff. We need. There's going to be times where we we're going to need to step away from the Fast and Furious franchise to let us let the uh, fans want more. Right. And he, I think even Vin's like Tyrese, you need to chill. Yeah. But it's. But I think it, but, you know. the best way to wrap that up, uh, at least on my side of it. Is with his personal and financial issues the way they supposedly are? Mm-hmm. Step away. Yeah, don't burn bridges, man. Yeah, don't. you just need to step away. Get your stuff together. Don't 
burn a bridge that you're not going to want to burn. You know, it's so funny because, you know, I, I don't know what the deals are. I don't know what's going on with him. I hope, I hope he gets through, you know, his financial woes or whatever it may be. I, you know, and I hope he makes a lot more money doing more, you know, uh, fast and furious films, but stop, you know, stop anything that boosts the franchise is is a guarantee is a guarantee yeah it, it helps it helps yeah. you know because I, I promise you at some point you're going to see a marathon of films together where you're going to have all of them all the way up to eight and you know or or was yeah yeah, yeah eight because there's yeah, supposedly eight. two more yes and then the, you know the spinoffs and stuff like that and they're going to have marathons of those films and those are going to pay dividends for those people yeah you know and so it's like just hang in there yeah, even if you have some sort of issue just let it let it go yeah. You know, let it go. I, I remember the, the big one between Colin Farrell and uh, Jamie Foxx for Miami Vice. Yeah. You know, but they still managed to get through the film, even though it, it wasn't the best of films. It was still managed. Though. Yeah, they still managed to get through their shooting difficulties and things like that and finish the film. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so it's you just have to put a, a spin of professionalism, you know. Yeah. Unless you're getting Weinstein, then you don't want to. Then you throw it down and get yeah. the hell out of there. So now, is there... Let's let's uh, let's move on to a couple of the others that you met. Uh, uh, let's see. We ran into some of our usuals. Uh, talked to George Wassel. You finally got to meet. George. I got to meet George Wassel. Uh, what a fucking awesome guy. He is. What an awesome guy. And he. he I can't gets wait our, for you to listen to that interview. He gets our humor, and uh, yes, he, he. You know, it was it was funny because I, you know, I, I tend to pour on the charm a lot when I meet somebody the first time, and I tend to joke a lot. And you very graciously took uh, a lot of the brunt of, <laughs> yeah. of the jokes and stuff like that. And well, George, he crushed my face. George immediately went, you know, like, I get it. I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. And that's why George has become such a good friend to know. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he was such a great supporter and, and, and really, really nice and, uh, and gracious. And, uh, and, like, there were several times on Saturday where he's like, you should go talk to them. You should go talk to them. Yeah. You should go talk to them. And I'm like, okay, we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Because he uh, pointed out this one uh, comic book, Olive in the Underworld. Yes. Amazing book. Oh, we yeah, we talked to those people. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked to them on Friday. Yeah. I talked to them on Friday. And uh, yeah, what a fucking cool comic. I, I need to let get Doug to lend you that book. Because okay. It's, an, it's a really good book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to check it out because it's, you know, it's it it's uh, uh, one of those independents that I hope just, you know, takes yeah. off. You'll um, be hearing more from them through us because they do have a Kickstarter coming up in the spring. They're probably going to be at the upcoming con, so okay. we'll, and we'll try to promote definitely. all that stuff for yeah. them as well. Uh, speaking of independents that blew up, uh, <laughs> didn't you meet a certain somebody who uh, pinned a, a, a comic book that became a huge movie in the '90s, a very non-mainstream? Oh. Well, before we get to that beautiful moment, okay. uh, one of our other uh, independent friends we bumped into were our buddies from Man vs. Rock. Yeah, you guys did get a chance to talk yeah. to him. Damn it. And we, and we, I was able to dust off the game since nobody else wants to play games anymore. I want to play games. Okay, we'll play more later. Okay, but uh, it's going to be interesting. When the fuck do we get ice cream? That was kind of, <laughs> that's kind of my thing. When the fuck are we going to play games? But uh, we did get a chance to talk to Man vs. Rock guys, talk about their new uh, book, Un- Un- Unpresidential. Where okay. it's Kim Jong Un running for the president of the United States. Fair enough. It has been uh, tagged by BloodyDisgusting.com as the most controversial comic book of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to read this. This is gonna be fun. The, okay, were you with me when they were handing out the, uh, the the guy stopped us and was handing out the? I guess they had herbal teas and shit like that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't with you, but I know who you're talking the, about. The, the impeachment. Oh yeah, the impeachment tea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was some fun boost with those guys. But uh, we got to talk to the Man vs. Rock guys. We yep. played a round of which is it, 70s porn or romance novels. 
That's a, that's a fucking tough call. Yeah. That's a tough call. That's there a good the, game. Okay, I'll play one quick round okay, with you. Okay, go for it. Uh, teenaged peanut butter loving freak. Porn or romance novel? Porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 1979. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the, but there were some that were interesting. Wait until you listen to it. It's a porn yeah. one. Yeah, But back to what you were okay. saying. Uh, I got to meet a guy that kind of shaped a good portion of my life. Yes. Uh, your life. Absolutely. Doug's life. And from what it sounded like a lot of other people's life, because mm-hmm. when I told him uh, the impact that Crow has had on me, you could kind of tell he was like, you're probably the 8,000th person to tell me that today. <laughs> See, and, you know, and that's, that's kind but of... But it's sure not in a negative way. Though. Right, right. But I'm sure that that's the thing. Yeah, but we're talking about so uh, James O'Barr, the man behind the Crow. Yeah. And, um, after I met him and everything, I sent a picture of me and James O'Barr to my friend Jason McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. And Jason was there during the times of me watching the Crow endlessly. Mm-hmm. And I said, you... I sent him the message basically saying, like... Out of anybody I know, you know my past with the crow. And I sent the picture and I said, that is the man that created the crow. And he was like, holy shit, that is awesome. Right, and you got some great prints. Yeah, oh my God, he had some beautiful prints on sale mm-hmm. there. We were able to, I was able to wrangle uh, the three issues of the crow that brought Draven to life. Mm-hmm. And he signed it. And th- honestly, when you see the pictures, like if you go on my Facebook or just in general, like he's a very low key dude, very quiet, humble, right, dude, but very, very nice. Well, you know, I think I, I, I think within all of us, there's that deep desire to see vengeance played out yeah. when something tragic happens to somebody. And um, to me, this, to me, the crow was always a modern day reckoning of um, of evil. Well, no, it was it was a modern day reckoning of the classic Romeo and Juliet. Very true. Okay, you know, so you had two characters that were madly in love with one another who were horribly wronged in this case. Yeah, and one of them gets to come back and exact justice. Yeah, you know, uh, or I shouldn't say justice, vengeance. Then, yeah, well, uh, and then, justice in some degree would mean that they were they were put on trial or something like this. When this was just the executioner coming yeah. back to take care <laughs> of things, and. Um, you know, I, I tell you right now, as growing up as a martial artist and being so into Bruce Lee and having the Tao of Jeet Kune Do and, you know, following a lot of the the modern thought and modern philosophies tied in with the ancient Eastern philosophies, I was so excited when Brandon Lee burst onto the scene. Because so, I thought, oh, here's a new legacy of all this. And then I realized that he wanted to kind of separate himself from his father's legacy and create his own. So, <clears throat> you know, in, in uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, they, they try to shoehorn some shit in there that makes it look like him following his father's movements and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, different things like that. But uh, but when he, when he took on the role of Eric Draven in The Crow... It was going to be his own chapter. Oh, you know, and, and so... I became a whole. I became a fan of Brandon Lee on a whole different level, and this is at a time without internet, so I had to read everything in, in papers and whatnot. And it just devastated me when he died. I mean, he was the I, first. I cried cele- so he was the first celebrity hard. that died that impacted me. Like when I was that age. Yeah. Like I hear different celebrities die, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Jim Henson died. I was like, oh, I like the Muppets. Yeah. But like when I started seeing the news reports of what happened to Brandon and everything. It, it, it was during a time in my life 
where I emotionally was kind of fucked. Yeah. But um, yeah, they uh, the what they talked about how he died, and they started talking about what the movie was about and everything. Right. And I was just like, I gotta see this one. It's it's really interesting to see how many crossroads, how many uh, ley lines we could say, yeah, have have intersected with the crow. And how many things that that's brought around, you know, like uh, I talk about Bill Allen with the movie Rad, which was such an impactful film on me being a BMX rider up here. <clears throat> and then when I got his autobiography, learning that he and Brandon Lee were best friends. Yeah. And, you know, reading that stuff and going, holy shit, this ties into this, you know. And, and I remember I remember being outraged. Was it just last year when um, the, the actor's name uh, played uh, Tintin? Oh. Um, I'm sorry, Fun Boy. Yeah, when he Michael. Passed. I can't think of his last Wincock. name. Uh, Wilcox. Yeah, I think Wilcox. Okay, I think it's Michael Wilcox. Forgive me if I'm wrong on this one. But when he passed, uh, they, you know, the, the first headline we heard was the the man responsible for Brandon Lee's death, and I was all, "Fuck you, pieces of shit." Yeah. That wasn't his fault. That was the fucking weapon master. Yeah, that was the 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 gun the you know the the. The gunmaster on the range master, I don't know what they call him on set. It was a perfect storm. Yeah, it was a, an absolute shit storm that, that lined up perfectly and, and was responsible for his death. And, you know, I will say it now, and I'm if, if the guy's out there and he's not a hard drinker or whatever, you know, he's the one responsible for this fucking tragedy uh, yeah. uh, of losing Brandon well, Lee during the filming of the Well, that's the reason you don't see any, like, live rounds on set. You don't see... Well, yeah. And, it, and also, too, you don't see any films where people point guns directly at the other actors anymore. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you right now, and you know, it's for those of you who don't know, basically what happened was they do a, a close up of a gun where they'll show the, the chamber basically of a revolver yeah. and you see the bullets in the chamber. Those are dud bullets. It's a full metal bullet that, that has no, you know, cap, no firing pin. I mean, not firing pin, but there's no, um, there's no bullet. There's no powder. It. There's nothing to it. You know. There's no casing. I mean, there's the, the casing, but there's nothing to the bullet. It's show. It. Yeah, it's all show. Then they dump that out, and in the same fucking weapon, they put in the blanks. Yeah. Okay. So what to happened? Get the was, flash. To get the. They did the close up of the gun. Guy dumps the bullets out. Make sure all of them are clear. But one of the tips broke off the fucking bullet. Stayed lodged in the chamber, and so when he loaded up the blanks, now you have an active bullet. Yep. So when Michael Wilcox pulled the fucking gun or pulled the trigger, uh, it brand. fired around right through the paper bag that he was carrying. Yeah. And uh, hit him right in the abdomen and did internal damage that killed him. Yep. And that was not his fault at all. But I, I know I'm way the fuck off the topic. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to nowhere. Stuff, but <laughs> nonetheless. You know, the, again, that just goes to show what an impact the crow was yeah. on on well, my life. And to this day, I, there's not a moment where I won't watch it and just, you know, like I will tear up every time he has his conversation with Albrecht. Nothing's and, trivial. Yeah, nothing's trivial. You know, yeah. she's Shelley used to think that the littlest things were, you know, uh, or I, Shelley, I can't remember the exact quote, but he, he said I used to think they were trivial. Let me tell you, nothing's trivial. Yeah, and um, kind of wrap up that point. There was one after we got done with James O'Barr, we we're kind of off to the side, right. and me and Doug are talking, and we noticed a dude cosplaying as the crow. Oh, did he look good? It, it was a good one. Okay. It, was, it wasn't the best, but still, mm-hmm. when it comes to cosplay, you, you you do your passion, right? So Doug's like, "Hold on a second, I got to do this." He goes over, taps the guy on the shoulder, and basically tells him, "James O'Barr is right there." And the dude's like, "What?" 
and he's there with his family. He has his kid. Mm-hmm. And his wife is there, and they head over there. I mean, Doug are still talking. He's like, and Doug's like, "Do you want to head the next thing?" I'm like, "No, I kind of want to stick around for this one mm-hmm. because I wanted to see there's there's a certain reaction all of us fanboys yeah. have, fanboys and girls, the fans. Mm-hmm. We have these reactions. There's this momentary just spark that happens when you meet a hero, right? And this dude had it when he started talking to James O'Barr. There's like a kind of a glint in his eye and kind of that quick smirk of. Oh, fuck. It's that little kid wonder when you when you meet Mickey at Disneyland exactly. for the first time, you know, and you're like, oh my God, this is Mickey Mouse, you yeah. know. And, I still have that. Yeah, and it's that way you light up when you when you meet somebody that, that had an impact on your life in any way, shape, or form, yeah. you know. I didn't um, know this dude at all, but I no. wanted to see it. And that's the one thing I've learned from all the times we've been to the conventions and everything is like, always love that moment. Always. You know, I, I've I've led this semi-charm kind of life where I've I've had these unique opportunities to run into people through all walks of life and through all kinds of different things that I've done that, that have ranging fame from just fleeting, you know, a couple of episodes on some show all the way up to, uh, you know, when, when I, uh, when I met Andrew Sam. Lincoln at, uh, you know, at, at Comic-Con yeah, yeah. for The Walking Dead oh, yeah. or, you know, when I actually, Stan the Man walked out of the of a door and I got to stand face to face with him for a second and was like, oh, oh my God. Well, hell, every year when I go see Titus. Right. You know, I, that I, sort of thing. I binged those, his show so much and mm-hmm. never thought in a million years I would see him live. Exactly. Let alone see him eight years now in a row. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the thing, you know, it, it's you, you take those moments and you just treasure them. And so, you know, you you always try to find the the best thing to say, but it's funny how quickly we're reduced to a little kid. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know and how I was with Paul. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you're Paul Rubens. <laughs> So let's trudge ahead. What yeah, else? Uh, um, what else? Who else did you get to meet? Uh, we well, we touched on this a little bit. Uh, I crossed paths with uh, Christopher Daniels, yeah, and uh, the Young Bucks. Did you tell him about the story? Oh yeah, I did. Of how course. did he, how did, he, did you remember it? Uh, no, uh, it took him a moment, but he did remember it. Like first, I met up with uh, Matt from the Young Bucks. Okay, he was there first. Everybody was kind of running late from the airport, and I. I Bumped in. That sounds so weird for me. Yeah. Nick and Matt running late from the airport when they're just a few, you know, they, they well, live I think here. If I remember correctly, they're coming from Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Probably some other show. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, and I, he, when I was talking to Matt, he's like, you look familiar. I'm like, I was at the HRW shows a lot. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, hey. And I'm like, also my dad was there too. And I kind of just went into the story about his past and everything. Mm-hmm. He's really like, uh, he was gave his condolences and everything and I told him flat out like I wanted to thank you for giving me those memories like that's wrestling cool. is always a thing that's been linked yeah. for me and my dad and then I told him I got a story I got to tell Christopher Daniels when he gets here and he's like what and I told him mm-hmm. and he's like oh god really that happened I'm like yeah mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah he'll love that story I'm like, okay. now did you happen to ask them about WWE at all nah of course they're not going to answer that and stuff but well, during the during their panel, because they had a panel with Young Bucks and did they have the whole Bullet Club or you know the the, the members of the Bullet Club? There no, it was, it was, there was Bullet Club members there, mm-hmm. but for the panel, it was just Young Bucks, Christopher Daniels, and Kazarian. Okay, so I think it was just kind of a general. 
But also, too, my dumbass walks away too soon because then I see online a picture of Daniels going through a freaking table. Really? Yeah. Are they still wrestling New Japan or are they, are they in uh, I think they um, bounce back Ring of from, Honor? I think they bounce back and forth through New Japan to Ring of Honor. Which cracks me up because one of the big things with you know with, with them going to WWE has always been, and this is through talking with like Dustin and yeah. you know everybody or uh, Diablo yeah. and um, you know whatnot, that it was always the scheduling. It was always well, the made, scheduling of, of WWE, but I, you, you think that bouncing between Ring of Honor and New Japan, that's got to be a pretty strenuous. But also, too, from our knowledge well. of those type of tours and everything, it's kind of mm-hmm. like they, they'll go for a couple months and then they'll be off for like a month or two. Right. Yeah, instead of like WWE where you're like, you're gone the week and then you're home on weekends. Yeah, see, and I, that's the thing. I'm wondering if, if WWE at some point is going to go, maybe it's smarter if we... You know, try to run people a little more. But also, to kind of go more in the for Mark's unknown territory, mm-hmm. how big the Bullet Club is right now. Yeah, the WWE has to understand they got to figure out a way to get them. Well, even if they put them in a limited run, you know, even if they put them in a limited limited run, run leading into okay. Mania, yeah. having the Bullet Club invade. Yeah, that kind of. Th- or maybe not even that. Maybe they're like, uh, you know, let's. Or even with... Let's do this. Let's bring this group in and have them... Well, it's like they've done the Cruiserweight Tournament. They've mm-hmm. done the Women's Tournament. Tag Team Tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, this, the, the talent pool that, that revolves around those guys. But especially with the WWE doing those type of tournaments, mm-hmm. it opens the door even just to expose the world to some people. I tell you, it's got to put... It's got to put, a, uh, you know, like a dagger right in fucking Vince's heart because he's always been about pushing his big guys and yeah. pushing this and pushing that. But Triple H and all these other guys that are, you know, they're smart. that are running NXT and things like that, they're going, no, 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 no. These independent circuit guys put Our so much future. fucking heart into this. You know, look, look at Dean Ambrose. I watched a, a video of him in backyard wrestling when he's just getting fucking cut open. Oh yeah, like there's no tomorrow. You know, doing some of that shit. And and look at him now. He's he's one of the best mouthpieces there is oh, out yeah. there. He's one of the the hardest workhorses. He can take punishment like there's no tomorrow. And he's fucking fantastic. You know, and, and you you just. Look at the look at the history from where these guys have come from. You know, look, nobody ever thought there would be a TNA star that would that would rocket to the top of the WWE. But I mean, here we are, Bobby Roode. Here we are, Bobby Roode's fucking. You know, like what, the first person for Team SmackDown, wasn't yeah. it? First slot on on Team SmackDown. He, he's the future of SmackDown right now. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. He's going to be the guy who's going to prove that. Uh, you know that that SmackDown isn't a a joke, you yeah. know, sort of thing. And, yeah. uh, people are going to be fighting for him soon, so yeah. and I'm I'm glad to see that. I'm really yeah. glad to see that. So, but off of that, yeah. But um, uh, Nick showed up, Kazarian showed up, and uh, Christopher Daniel showed up. Okay. So I noticed they were there. So I got in line because their line grew. Mm-hmm. I was in line uh, right behind a dude uh, cosplaying as Shinsuke Nakamura. Really cool. Really. Yeah. Oh. Had the, the right mouthpiece and everything. Had the right hair going, vest and everything. I'm like, dude, that is amazing. That's cool shit. But I got up there, talked to Nick a little bit, basically told him the same thing I told him about my dad and mad about my dad mm-hmm. and everything. And then I told, I gotta tell Daniels the story. I told him the story real quick. He's like, oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I go over, and I shake uh, Kazarian and Daniel's hand. I'm like, uh, Dan, uh, Christopher, uh, this is gonna be kind of a weird story. Which in that atmosphere. Any celebrity would be like, yes, yeah. wear, wear security. Oh, great. Here oh, goes God. his pants. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I have another one of those stories a little bit later. Shave that for off the mic. Yeah. Um, I'll put that in my spank bank. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. No, you, you probably will when, you t- when I tell you who I was talking to. 
The Molina one you told me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, first, Daniels. Um, I told him, I asked him, do you remember a show you did a few years back in Victorville for HRW where you were thrown out of the ring and you tumbled and you headbutted a guy in the knee? And yeah. he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that was my dad. <laughs> and and I told him, like, you were part of, that story was part of his eulogy recently. And he's like, without even skipping a beat, did that headbutt kill him? <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. That's I'm like, smart. no, 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 no. Should I expect a lawsuit? Is this, are you handing me papers right now? Is this a subpoena? <laughs> On that note, here's my attorney. Yeah. Uh, Kazarian? Yeah. <laughs> and Kazarian's like, what the fuck? Wait, what? Uh, yeah, but so- I kind of tell him everything, and I'm just like, honestly, that was one of the stories when my uncle was starting to do the eulogy and everything. I brought up, and he was like, oh, that's going in. That's cool. And he was like, that's cool. And he, he, he gave his condolences and everything, and he was like, Thank you. I'm I'm very happy that that I was one of those stories. I, I think those are the stories that last with people. You know, oh yeah, where they go like, oh, you know, like you it really is a random what story. Like, it is, you know, and stuff like that. So. Where it starts out like this kid's telling me that he's going to tell me a weird story, mm-hmm. and then he starts talking about his dead dad. Right. <laughs> this <clears throat> just got weird. So now, but with it coming from me, it's more like, hey, <laughs> right. So now, as we're winding down here, were there any other celebrities you uh, wanted to well, touch like, on? Well, like, well. Talked a little bit very quickly about my run-in with Melina. Yeah, Melina. Uh, local girl. Uh, another local wrestler, I yeah. should say, you know, with Nick yeah. and Matt. And, and uh, I did the same thing with her where I kind of went up to her booth because I was avoiding her booth. I for... did not realize she graduated two years after I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. now I'm like scrambling to, to find the yearbook so I can look her up and be like, oh. I got to just take out my brother's yearbook for you so you can just see it. Yeah, because I, I you know, it's going to be funny because that was, I dated a girl from the same graduating class. Yeah. So I'm wondering if. Maybe I knew her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking what? I got a chance with Elena? I didn't, I don't recognize her right off the bat. Yeah. But I, I didn't also, I, you know, like I also didn't run into Melina until years later. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and encounter that in WWE or WWF, you know, whatever. So, but, um, like, I, like she was there the entire weekend. Cool. And, and I'm passing by her booth, kind of doing the geeky, like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk to her. She's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's gorgeous as hell. Yeah. It's rough. And, Finally, Sunday, I'm like, no, I got to do it. I'm going to yeah. kick myself if I don't. So I go up to her booth, and I'm like, I do the same thing I did with Daniels, where I'm like, this is going to be kind of weird, of course. With her, it's probably like palm and mace underneath her table. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's got a stun gun. and Yeah. Yeah. She's probably got a lighter fluid and a fucking blowtorch. Yeah. I'll roast you. As smooth as I can be, mm-hmm. I chose the perfect way to move from that line to, mm-hmm. you graduated from Hesperia High School, didn't you? And her face just lit up. Like, how'd you know? That's awesome. And I'm like, you're in my brother's yearbook. And she's like, who's your brother? Glenn Gilmore. And, of course, my brother was like me in high school. We didn't exactly stand out. Right. So she didn't remember that name. But then I mentioned our fellow podcast brother in arms and her, his uh, sister. Yes, so Philip and like, Heather Morgan. I was like, uh, you remember a Heather Morgan and a Phil Morgan? She's like, yes, I do. And so we kind of were just talking about them and then kind of just talking about everything. Like, I was wearing my uh, Spaceballs Barf uh, cereal shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love that shirt. And gave my usual pimping of T-Fury and shirt punch. Oh, that's cute. And then we got talking about class reunions and stuff since right. up here, they don't happen. <laughs> they, well, I mean, they do. They just usually are in a different location and they kind they of fly under the radar. Oh, I've had mine. Lucky you. Yeah, there's, I've seen uh, both the... 
uh, the 10 year and the 20, 20 year anniversary. So hers has been canceled. Mine has been canceled. <laughs> That's yeah. Cause nobody responds. Well, because like with mine, our 10 year reunion, it got to the point where they're like, okay, tickets are going to be $200 a pop. Yeah. They, they and really, no. their, their planning committee is really fucking nuts because like I told Melina, same thing like, with mine. Like I told Melina, like all they really need to do is get the high school gym, get some crappy food and go gross point blank on it. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's that's truly all they need to do. But We're not going to, for a fun thing. We're yeah. going to be like, wow. They try to ramp it up. It's just a comparison thing anyways. Yeah. And to bump into a few people you might, you know. And if well, you're single, even, you might get laid by somebody you went to yeah. high school with, you know. Yeah, the girl that turned you down multiple yeah, times. Yeah, who knows. Yeah, at least get a handy in the freaking showers. Right. But uh, she even mentioned, like, she even offered to pay for the whole thing. Wow. Well, she has the money. Well, of course. <laughs> but she was very cool to talk to. But also, but also too, I know the next uh, convention that I go to, if Malia's there, she's the first one I'm going to. Absolutely. To get that picture because, Absolutely. one, have had you know, a huge crush on her forever. You know what would be great is if you take it up there and be like, hey, I was wondering if you'd autograph this and open up the fucking yearbook. Oh, I should. You know, have her do something stupid like keep in touch, Melina. Oh yeah, KIT or something <laughs> yeah. Like that. Oh, I'm totally gonna do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll dig out my brother's yearbook stay, just for that. Stay sweet and cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have a fun summer. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would be the shit. That would be awesome. And you had one more that you ran into. Oh, yeah. Um, And he wasn't even, uh, this person wasn't even a scheduled guest. Okay. Um, He was there to support a buddy. As uh, Drew Carey was there to receive a big comedy award. Right. Um, One of his uh, Drew Carey show brethren Mm -hmm. was there, too. And me and Doug were walking through the main floor, and Diedrich Bader walks by us. Such a trip. Oswald from yeah, Drew Carey Show. Security guard. Uh, oh, what a lovely tea party from uh, Jaden Silent Bob yeah, Strike Back. Exactly. Uh, Jethro from Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And we're just like, hi. <laughs> He's like, hi, guys. That's cool. And we talked to him for a little bit, get a picture with him. And then um, me being me, I get roped into taking multiple pictures because after I get my picture done, Doug bolts. And the next person's like, might take our picture. Might take our picture. I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, should have just started charging on the table. But like, yeah, the five dollars popped up. The one really cool thing about it, mainly because he was just there as yeah, support, person. supporting yeah. his friend. He could have easily been like, guys, I'm just going to check out some comic books and probably get the hell out of here. Yeah. He was very cool every freaking moment. That's good. And it was very cool to talk to him and meet him. And get a picture with them. That's awesome. See, I love when people are gracious like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's cool when you get to meet the celebrities. It's still just, you know, like, nah, hi, it's awesome. Go for it. Do I it. I had a split second thought of like, is Ryan here anywhere? <laughs> oh, I'd love to meet Ryan Styles too. Of course. But Diedrich Bader is amazing. He, he is. He's one of my favorite, and especially his roles in like Napoleon Dynamite and like the random side roles he's always done. <laughs> Forgot Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. All I can picture now is those fucking American flag kung fu pants. Yeah. That fucking bandana. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Jesus But Christ. I guess that kind of wraps up our adventures in the LA Comic Con. There's probably so much more we're missing. Well, there's a lot of things that, uh, that I'm just going to quickly glance over and then I want to finish with a couple of things. Uh, one that I mentioned earlier about the, you know, helping people out who cosplay. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is uh, two absolutely fantastic charities. Yeah. Um, so in, in our walking around, you know, I got to, they had the star cars there, which was, we had like a kit. We had the, uh, uh dress park Jeep, the uh, dress park Jeep. We had the Magnum PI GTO, uh, Ferrari. We had the, uh, the Bumblebee. Bumblebee. You I got, got to, to talk to that dude. Really got to talk to the guy. He had, it's his very own 76, uh, Camaro. Yeah. And, um, it was his old commuter car and his kid talked him into, 
you know, making it out to, to look like Bumblebee. He's restoring a couple of other things on it. And, uh, just, it was a, it was a project of love. Um, speaking of love, the fucking kid in front of him was a genius oh, yeah. because he took a, basically, uh, Toyota, like the love truck, the, the old pickup truck, put a little camera shell on the back and, and made it into the, uh, pizza planet. Oh yeah. Delivery Story, truck. Yeah. And I was all, shit, that's really, then that, that wouldn't have cost you a dime. Really, yeah. To put, I mean, Couple hundred bucks, maybe maybe fifteen hundred bucks. It gets to go round. Yeah, so. Sorry, sorry, we're playing a little footsie. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff that was in there. Um, you know, and so a lot of cool prop pieces. The the guy who did, uh, and and I'll have to spotlight him better next time. But uh, the guy who did the the bumblebee also recreated the Pee Wee bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool bike. The Pee Wee bike, and it's the only bike that's in the Star Cars group that isn't a, a vehicle, that actual you know a motor car. Um, <laughs> horseless carriage. Um, so you know, tons of tons of artists, wonderful, creative things. There's a lot of uh, like glasses and stuff that were there that were etched, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna end up. Uh, one of them was called, um, oh God, it was something nerve hurting Dalek. Oh yeah, nerve hurting Dalek. Uh, look that up. They had some wonderful etched glasses that were there. Um, a lot of artists have a lot of beautiful prints. There are some artists I didn't get a chance to talk to. Yeah. That I really wanted to. This one guy had a really awesome looking Donald Trump as the Joker. Yes, that's right. And then uh, there was another guy that was all about Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah. We talked to on Friday. Um, one of the, we have several of the magnets up on the, yeah. the fridge. The Calvin Hobbs guy. Yes, I loved him so yeah. much. The After Waterson, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. After Watershed is what they did, and he had uh, like uh, Calvin and Hobbes looking uh, recreations of like Doc and Marty, and, uh, Kylo uh, and yeah, Sam Chewbacca. and Dean from Winchester from uh, Supernatural. Yeah. So I mean, there's some really yeah, that one the the Kylo one was yeah. it was Chewbacca with the little little Kylo. And yeah. I was like, yeah. But uh, you know, there was a lot of really cool things there, and we stumbled well, across we, at we, the one. Yeah. And uh, yes, well, actually, you know what? I'll, let me let me touch on that one last. Okay, I ran across this group. We talked about they, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they were the ones that had the pamphlets out, and they're called the Rebel Legion. Uh, it's just in the bottom corner. We're the good guys, an international Star Wars costuming organization. Now, this was one of the first I had seen of this, and I'm going to give you their uh, their their web address. It's uh, www World Wide Web. You got it. Uh, it's basically uh, rebellegion.com. Uh, go there, take a look at these guys, and and basically here's their thing. It says what makes us the good guys, whether it's being recognized as the world's premier quote good guy unquote Star Wars costuming organization, or by appearing at educational, community, and charity events. The Rebel Legion is ready to serve. Want costume tips? Have us attend your event. Log on. Like I said, www. Dot rebellegion.com. Hey, didn't mumble at this time. No, I didn't, man. I was awesome. Uh, oh, speaking of mumbling, um, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to try his last name, mm-hmm. but we do have an interview coming up with the man behind the voice of Rocco. Oh, yeah. Carlos Alaroski? Yep. Yeah. We'll just go, yep. 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 Uh, he was uh, on Reno 911. He's yeah. the principal on Fairly Odd Parents and multiple other voices. Right. Hell, he's the voice of the damn uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua. Is he really? He was the voice, yeah. That's we funny. have a conversation coming up with him very soon. So uh, the Rebel Legion folks uh, have these pamphlets that are out that basically, you know, you want to be this, you want to be a, a you know, rebel so pilot. You be a so Sith. you want to be a rebel pilot. So you want to be a stormtrooper. So you want to be a, a TIE pilot. 
it's literally everything, you know. He's like, I would really so you want to be a bounty hunter, that sort of thing. I would want to make some YouTube short videos with him, yeah, in the old vein of an educational films, right? So you want to be a Sith, <laughs> yeah, exactly. These these guys uh, were the f- first organization that I've really seen that, instead of just selling their wares and things like that, really point you in the direction and try to guide you down the path of, of being able to create your own cosplay give you options costume. and stuff. Because the world of cosplay is something that should be shared, not just for. Your, you know, the people who looked the part. There was, you know, several people that we met that did look uh, oh, yeah. very much like some of the uh, celebrities. But, I mean, if you don't have the genetics that, that make you look like, uh, you know, facial similarity to Hugh Jackman or somebody else, then you do your best with costuming. You do yeah. what you can, you know. So and these I'm- guys were fantastic at having... Uh, help and aid and stuff like that in creating your own costumes. And there was a whole Sun Sunrider Bish, Sunstrider, I think it was was one of the groups that is affiliated with them that was there. And uh, you know, we'll be spotlighting them for sure down the line yeah. here. But they were fantastic. But I'm gonna I'm gonna close out with this one here. Uh, we ran across Ecto One. Yes. Uh, somebody had Ecto One there, and there. You could take pictures with them if you had donations and whatnot. And the donations went to two amazing groups. Uh, one of them was called For the Win. The, uh, the For the Win Project. Uh, the For the Win Project turns children in special circumstances into heroes with their own movie posters and trailers. It is. Oh, it is no. really, You've really seen is. some of these online people. Yes, you have. And it's beautiful. Yes, you have. And it's these, uh, it's kids that have handicaps and disabilities and, uh, you illnesses, know, born, and... Yeah, illnesses and whatnot who are, uh, their dreams are made true by becoming superheroes in films. Uh, whether it just be in trailers or you know put into movie posters where they become the Hulk or uh, like here's one with the kid you know the Hulk and then the Ghostbusters um, the Aquaman this girl looks like Mara actually um, you know they just all these different there's the Batgirl there's the uh, little girl who looks like uh, Darth Vader with the helmet off little kid who's superimposed into the the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman awesome. you know and it, it's just it makes her dreams come true yeah. and it, it puts it out there for him. And um, then there was the Magic Wheelchair. Now, Magic Wheelchair builds epic costumes for children in wheelchairs. Yeah, I saw one a couple of these there. Yeah, oh one of God. the kids got, um, got... There was two kids there, and I can't remember what the, the, the little girl received. But there was one kid there that wanted to become a Predator, and they had a whole group of Predator cosplayers that showed up and presented him with his own wheelchair. And I got to see him. I, I didn't grab the picture because he was there for like a fleeting moment, yeah. of course, because he was all over the place. Yeah. But uh, he had a, a chair that, uh, an attachment that went over his chair that allowed him to wheel around the, the convention floor, but it looked like he was in basically like an attack vehicle or something like that that was built for the Predators, and they built, they gave him a costume and the whole nine yards, yeah. and he was welcomed into this legion of Predators. And it was fantastic. Yes. And so your money being donated to these people help make these kids' dreams come true. And um, it makes them feel like they are superheroes in their own right or whatever movie character they choose to um, you know, pursue or become or whatever they, they might idolize. And so it takes them out of the element of where you go, oh, the, the kid's in a wheelchair, you oh. know, which is something you shouldn't do anyways, yeah. you know, but it takes you out of that element and you go, that's that's fucking, fucking rad. <laughs> that's rad. So that is an amazing chair, man. The tagline on this says, with our powers combined, Magic Wheelchair and the For the Win Project use visual and special effects to create lasting memories, superheroes, and opportunities for inclusion at no expense to families. And uh, it says, to, vo- uh, to donate, volunteer, or nominate someone for the For the Win Project or Magic Wheelchair, go to www.forthewinproject.org or magicwheelchair.org. And uh, they are 
just this wonderful group. And they were they're some of the nicest people that we've very, met there. Very, very cool talk. people. And uh, they're all about helping out kids. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's the exact same group, but it, if you've ever seen the video of the kid who had the prosthetic arm, um, and they created a 3D and with lights and sound and all that stuff that attached. It was the uh, uh, Iron Man. Yeah, arm that I, think, attached on. I think they were. It, it may be the same people, even if it's not. But, but it's but along, look out these. It's along those lines. They do yeah, stuff like all that. these charities are yes. amazing people. And uh, it just it helps you know bring uh, children's dreams to life. Yeah. And uh, so there's or, more importantly, a smile. Just exactly. that smile of going like I have Iron Man. It's hand. really just as simple as, as donating what you would pay for a cup of coffee in the yeah. morning at Starbucks, you know, and, and you can help these kids have these lasting memories. Uh, some of them who are who are in dire straits, and others who are just you know uh, you know ordinary people with with uh, unfortunate circumstances who've you know deserve that moment. You deserve to have that moment in the spotlight. So yeah. anyhow, I there's no other way to end it than better than that. Yeah, it really, you know, they they were one of the most magnificent things I had seen there. And uh, there's another group that I'm going to try to uh, bring bring into light. And it was basically a, um, uh, it was a Star Trek group that was out to fight cancer. Yeah. And um, so we'll, we'll be bringing stuff like that to light as well. That's going to be part of our future endeavors is, uh, you know, spotlighting uh, organizations and charities that yeah. promote um, stuff through pop culture. Yeah. We're not so, all about dick and fart jokes here, people. <laughs> no, we do have a heart. We raised the bar. We lowered it with the Kickstarter. Which rhymes with fart, and we'll leave it at that. So, damn, it was a good con. Yeah, it really was. And we've got others coming up, and hopefully we're going to get our uh, approval letter for San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which will guarantee us the next three years. We will be at not only San Diego Comic-Con, but that automatically grants us... Uh, WonderCon. In, yeah, entry into and, WonderCon. And with that, too, if it gives us the next three years, I'll get us to 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be doing our 10-year anniversary. will be from San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So enough of that because we've been rambling for so damn long. Yeah, we really have. <sighs> this well, has been Josh. And this has been Nick, and thank you so much for uh, listening to Nowhere California and supporting us through all our rambling... And we'll see you next time.